We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. About 30 minutes, I think it was about 30 minutes after the World Series last out, my phone rang. And, and I still had Al's number in my, in my phone from, from all the years of when I've known him in different jobs. And um, I said hello, and he, he, he said, AJ, that's Al, and I'd like you to get on a plane tomorrow. We're back with more Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine and Matt Spiegel on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago's sports station. As I look at a picture on the computer, Bruce Levine, of our next guest wearing a Tigers uniform, that's the voice you just heard of A.J. Hinch, who is now going to be wearing a Tigers uniform as the manager. It's inside the clubhouse on 670 The Score. I'm Matt, and he is Bruce. And we are pleased to bring in the pride and joy of Perrysburg, Ohio, the only man in history to win a World Series as a manager as well as the WBC. My friend and yours, Jim Leland, joins us on Inside the Clubhouse. Jimmy, good morning. How are you today? I'm okay. It's a little chilly here today in Pittsburgh, but I'm doing great. How about you guys? Yeah, we're doing okay. It's uh, you know, it's ominous. Winter is upon us and uh, pretty soon, and we'll have to deal with it. But uh, from, from everything that uh, you saw and uh, watching it from the sidelines, first and foremost, you're your uh, observation and uh, thoughts about uh, your friend uh, Tony La Russa taking the Chicago White Sox job. Well, I'm excited about it. I uh, I talk with Tony a lot, sometimes almost every day. But, uh, yeah, I'm really excited about it. I thought originally when it first started, there was some talk about it. Uh, I wasn't sure. Uh, he talked a little bit about it with me. I wasn't sure how it was going to play out. I wasn't sure how serious it was. But as our conversations kept going, kind of day by day, I could tell that, hey, this was the real deal, that this was a possibility this could happen, and he was really into it. So, you know, I guess I was one of the guys that probably wasn't shocked when it happened. You were his third base coach from 82 to 85 right here the first time around, Jim. It, has this been – we know it's been gnawing at Jerry Reinsdorf, and he has said so for a long time that uh, he wanted to kind of right the wrong of, of having let uh, Hawk Harrelson um, move on from Tony La Russa. Has it been in Tony's mind too for a long time, you think? I don't think so. No, I don't. I don't, I don't think so at all. I thought Jerry said it best when – you know, it's not about friendship, and, and it's not about 30-some years ago. It's about bringing in a Hall of Fame manager with a team that we, you know, that everybody thinks is about to explode. And, you know, I mean, uh, how could you get somebody better in the dugout than a guy that had his experience and probably was uh, probably knew more about analytics than than, uh, than people think uh, way back. So, 
I don't think it's uh, – no, I think that he believes that Tony Russo was the best guy for the job, particularly with their team going forward, and uh, I think that's why he was hired. In his 33 years, it's hard to document uh, any situation where he didn't uh, get full cooperation and uh, good understanding with the players that he handled. Uh, now, you know, the question is, uh, uh, 10 years away from having managed in the big leagues, what are his greatest challenges dealing with millennials, the younger people of this generation, as far as the players that make up teams? And what did you find that was possibly different when you managed the, the WBC uh, four years after leaving your Detroit job? I didn't really find it any different. And I think I don't think Tony's going to find it different like everybody thinks. I think if the Chicago White Sox players want to win, uh, they will have absolutely no problem with Tony La Russa. Uh, he will win them over the first day when they realize uh, his commitment to them, uh, how he will support them and back them. And I don't think that's uh, going to be one problem uh, whatsoever. I, I I thought that later on in my career, I, I, I thought I got along as well or better with young players than some of the younger managers, to be honest with you. I don't think that's a factor at all. People are people. These are young guys. They're energetic. Uh, Tony's energetic. Uh, he understands, obviously, the game and what it takes to win. And you know, if you've got players that are committed to win, uh, in my opinion, they could not have made a better choice. Hey, hey, hey Jim, yeah, the, the age itself is not its not fair to just throw that around as, as, the, as the only thing. Like, old guys can't do that. That's, and, and, and I don't think that conversation has a lot of value. But, like, the way that, the way that guys play the game, the way that guys express themselves, the ebullience, the celebration, the passion, which has been – frowned upon for decades in the past a lot of that stuff is accepted by the players um are, are you comfortable were you comfortable with the way that all that passion was getting expressed in the world baseball classic when you were managing there that that really didn't bother me at all i, I think people have to understand that the players dictate you know how, how they want things to be and how they play the game and i, I always uh, talk to my team about it you know if, if we do something like that and the other team does it then don't get mad. I think that's the biggest factor. It's been accepted by all players. You see it on all teams now for the most part. You see it all around baseball. It's a player's game, and if that's the way they want to express themselves, let them express themselves that way. I don't, I don't have any problem with them. As long as it's consistent, you know, throughout baseball, I think, uh, I think it's, like I say, it's a player's game. Uh, you know, they decide. I mean, if they want to be excited and they want to show their emotions a certain way, I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with it whatsoever. I don't think, and I think if you're not doing it to, to show up the other team, I have absolutely no problem with it. If you're doing it to show up an opponent, then that would that would cause a little bit of a problem for me. Jim Leland, our guest on Inside the Clubhouse. He's Matt on Bruce. We're here for you every Saturday, 52 weeks out of the year, talking baseball. Jim, uh, when you came up as a young manager in 1986 with the Pirates, uh, you know, the veterans around that time, the Sparky Andersons and the Tommy Lasorda's, were you know kind of the older guys, the accomplished guys. How did you look at them, and what did you what did you gain from them uh, managing against them, being around them, uh, you know, from time to time uh, during uh, your time there? What, what was what was the value that you saw uh, from them and their communication skills? Well, I, I, I pretty much kept my mouth shut, my ears opened. Uh, you know, they they got instant respect. Uh, you know, they had done it. Uh, I was a manager that came into baseball at the major league level. I always, I've always said this, and I always believe it, and I always will believe it. I had to earn the players' respect. Guys like Tommy Lasorda and people like that, Sparky Anderson, 
they were in situations where they'd have to lose the players' respect. So I, I, I kept I kept my mouth shut, my ears open. I listened to them. I took what I liked that they said. I put it into my own personality. I took what they said that I really didn't believe, and I discarded it. So you know, you're you're your own person, and you got to have your own ideas and everything. But you know, I learned a lot from those guys, just the way they handled themselves, the way the players played for them. Uh, and the game was different back then. You know, people used to get knocked down. They hit a home run and all that silly stuff. You know, that's that's really not the case anymore. It's a, it's a little bit of a different game that way. The players are expressing themselves a little different than they used to. And like I said, as long as that's consistent throughout the league, I have absolutely no problem with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, good stuff with Jim Leland right now on Inside the Clubhouse on 670 The Score. All right, so for your friend, for Tony as a friend, what, anything you're concerned about for him, you know? What, what, what's going to be difficult for Tony, you think? Well, I think that he'll have to adapt a little bit. I don't think there's any question about that. I think that, uh, but like I said, I think he was ahead of his time with the analytics. I, I think, uh, you know, how you combine that stuff and mix that stuff and how much of that you want to use, I think that'll be a challenge for him. Uh, you know, it has become a little bit of an analytical game, which in my opinion is just numbers. We've always had numbers. I think it's a, it's just a word for what what we used to do, but there is more of it in today's game and there's some better stuff. There's no question about that. Uh, they have more information, and there's some very interesting stuff that can that can help you. And Tony's not going to miss a trick. I mean, I've never met a manager yet that didn't want any information he could could get that would help him win a game. So Tony's not going to miss a trick. I don't think that's going to be a problem for him at all. But uh, you know, there's going to be some adjustments to him. Uh, you know, I think that uh, you know, I think Tony's taking the attitude that he's got to earn those players' respect. And he, here he is, a Hall of Fame manager, and he's going in with the attitude that hey. You know, I have to impress my players that I was the right guy for this job, and I don't think there's any question about it. You know, if they're locked in to winning and playing the type of baseball that it takes to win, they probably got the best manager they could have gotten. Jim Leland, our guest for a few more minutes on Inside the Clubhouse. Jimmy, uh, I've never, you know, observing managers and covering the game for almost 40 years, I've never seen a good manager, a manager that lasted a long time like you and uh, – and Tony and uh, people of that ilk without great communication skills. And I watched you communicate with the 25th guy on your team every day, just as much as you did the Barry Bonds or the, you know, the, the Miguel Cabreras or the top stars on that game. Uh, I think, I think Tony had that same skill that I, that I saw where uh, the inclusiveness of everybody being important and everybody uh, you know, being touched on at least, you know, once once a day or so just to show that, that they're important uh, is something that uh, is obviously a part of what you did and what he does. Well, I, I think that's so important. And you know what? I believe that the other players love that. When you're showing the 25th player the same respect that you're showing the star on the plate team, I think the players actually like that. I think they really appreciate it. I always took this attitude and I always told my players, I said, listen, I love veteran players, but you're, you get more respect every two weeks when you get your paycheck because you've earned that. You've earned that. You deserve that. And that's the respect that you get. And that's how you will be treated. But as from a personal standpoint, that's all you get. You don't get treated better than the 24th or 25th player. You know, we're all one family here and everybody's going to be treated with respect. I'm going to concern myself with every player on this roster. And I, I think the players really appreciated that. I do, and I think, I think it's true. When you've got a star player or something, really, 
their benefit is every two weeks when they get their check because they've earned that. Mm. They, they deserve that. But they don't get treated any better. no standpoint. I mean, you don't, you know, you don't look down on a 24th or 25th player and just worry so much about the stars. You've got to worry about every player on your team. It's a smart way to do it, um, really, because, it, yes, you can, you can point to the check. And the other thing is that some of those stars, at the beginning, they were that 25th man. So they, they still have some of that in them, right? They, they still have some of that in them, and they can see when you're, when you're doing that. Um, it, the way that you were talking about the numbers, yeah, Jim, and, it, yeah, there's analytics and there's lots of new stuff, et cetera. But, man, watching that World Series, watching that Game 6, when Kevin Cash has to make that decision, it felt like the same question that it's always been in baseball. Trust your gut and the game that you're watching, right, the, the pitcher that you're watching, or trust the book. Whatever the book is. The book has changed, but that's often the question, isn't it? What's, what's the right way for a manager to do it these days? How much book and how much gut? Well, I'm an old-timer, so I, this, this is what I truly believe. I, I believe... You can plan for a game, but you can't script a game. And I think there's a difference uh, because sometimes when you script this, that this guy's going to pitch so many outs, he's going to pitch so many innings, he's not going to face these guys the uh, third time around, whatever it is. I, I, I don't think that you can do that. I, I think that you can, you can plan for the game and you get to a certain point in the game where you're going to watch the pitcher because it is the third time around. There is some statistics say that, that you know, that can be a tough time for a pitcher, but you, you have to kind of watch just as well. And like I say, I think the biggest thing is you have your plan, but you can't script going into the game. Hey, this is how the nine innings going to go. This guy's going to do this. This guy's going to pitch it here. This guy's going to be pulled here. This pitches. I think you have to use the combination of the information as well as what you're seeing. Just like you say. I mean, you know, I give Kevin Crash credit because he went with the process that they have and that they use all the time. So I give him credit for that. I did not agree with his decision. But at least I give him credit. That's the way they do things. That's the way they believe. They won a lot of games recently. So I give him credit for sticking, you know, to the I, – I call it plan, but evidently it was a script. And I, don't, and I don't think you can script that game. I think if you saw the way Snell was thrown, uh, you add all those things up, it, it probably didn't – it probably turned out not to be the right decision. And, and, of course, that's hindsight. But he did – he did do what their organization does and I give him credit for that. That's the way he manages. That's the way they plan things. And, hey, it just didn't work out. Jim, in closing with you, my, my question to you is, we know the players are bigger, stronger, uh, exciting. There, there's some absolutely fantastic players in the game, uh, many, many more, more talented. But are we getting the most out of those players now? Are we teaching them enough baseball uh, skills? Are we asking them to do things that are important to win baseball games? Are we teaching them those things coming up? So then uh, when, when when you're a home run hitter and the situation calls for a bunt in the seventh inning of a particular game to get your team a runner in an important position, are you able to do that? Is, is our game lacking from instruction and the, the ability for players to be uh, uh, more uh, more apt to be able to uh, do numerous things on the field. Well, I think, I think actually we're overloading the players with information today. And I, in my personal opinion, I think that's a problem. You have to know the players. There's some guys that absorb all that information and there's some players that can't. Some players you have to do less with, some players you have to do more with. But I think we're overloading the players with information. And I also believe that you have to make adjustments 
each game is a different, different, whole new chapter. And what you had to do yesterday to win the game might be totally different than what you have to do in today's game. I think that's where we have not adapted. We've got set in that this is the way we're going to play. Hmm. This is the way we win games or lose games. I disagree with that. I think there's a knack to winning a baseball game, particularly late in the game, and I do not think we execute that as well as they used to. Boy, see, see, when we hear Jim Leland talk, this is I don't I don't care what the number says in front of your age. This is a youthful mind. This is an interesting, passionate mind who's got the right mix uh, to me, and and that's what people are wondering about Tony. You think Tony's got the right mix of uh, of the old school stuff and the openness to the new school stuff and the humility, the way that you talk about it, Jim? Is 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 you think Tony's got that right mix? No, I don't think there's any question about it. I think Tony Russo is fired up right now as he was when he got the White Sox job the first time around. I believe that. And I'll be honest with you. I think it's normal. I think it's a fair question. You know, you're 76 years old. Do you have the passion? Is your health good? Can you, can you take the, the grind and everything? Tony doesn't make foolish decisions. He would have never accepted this position unless he felt that he was perfectly able to do this. So I, I don't see it. You know, I understand it's a little bit of a unique hire, but I don't see it being a problem at all. I personally... I think the players are going to be raving about Tony La Russa. Once they meet him and they see the way he goes about his business and the way he manages the ball club, like I said, if they're all in on winning, they got the right guy. Jim, we uh, can't thank you enough. Uh, keep up, uh, you know, being uh, the baseball guy that you are. I know uh, the Tigers got themselves a new manager and that you're still as involved as you always wanted to be. Give my best to uh, Katie and your kids for me and uh, thanks again have a great uh, holiday season we'll see you soon hopefully when it's okay to congregate again all right guys well thank you for having me i appreciate it thank you jim appreciate it very much jim jim leland uh there's a lot there there's a lot there matt and uh, i think some of the things that uh, you wanted um at least broached by somebody that knows tony larusa very well uh you you might feel a little bit better about the perspective that Jim Leland has about his friend taking this job. You know, I, I, I've always respected the hell out of Jim Leland. Was excited when you told me you, you booked him, uh, Bruce, uh, because he's always, as I said to him, regardless of age, he's always been one of those guys who, who you can tell is, you know, is is thoughtful, is has leadership capabilities, but is also humble and knows that it's a player's game. It's, it's up to them. They, they define it, you know. And, and, and frankly, that has not struck me that that's Tony's way. So that's why we get a chance to talk to these guys and ask him, and, and he's convinced that it is. So, no, I, I thought there was a lot there, too. I agree. Yeah, I just don't think that you can win uh, the third most games in baseball history without being a player's manager all those years. I just don't think, I don't think uh, tyrants like uh, John McGraw or Connie Mack would have lasted even in uh, this last uh, 40 years of baseball that Tony's been involved in. But uh, it's it's up for debate. It's a good debate. It's uh, There's good questions. Uh, Jim said, uh, you know, very candidly that, you know, the, the questions about age and endurance and uh, the ability to concentrate and be there for 200 games is certainly uh, something that uh, people are fairly picking at. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I appreciated it, you know, him acknowledging that. It's it's important for the conversation. Good stuff. All right, that was Jim Leland. If you missed it, if you're tuning in late, um, go back on the Rewind feature on Radio.com 
and listen. And uh, I will certainly tweet out that link later on. Good stuff from Jim Leland. It's Inside the Clubhouse. He's Bruce Levine. I'm Matt Spiegel. Jerry Hairston Jr. scheduled to join us later. And uh, and there, there's more to discuss. You and I haven't even talked about the World Series and that Blake Snell decision that uh, – that uh, that 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 Jimmy just uh, talked about, and I, I got to ask you about canceling the winter meetings and what what that actually means. It's inside the clubhouse. Keep it right here on six seventy. The score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. You've got inside the clubhouse on 670 to score. I'm Matt Spiegel. He's Bruce Levine. So the winter meetings are canceled, Bruce. Now, um, really, you could do some things virtually, but that's not what the winter meetings have grown to be about, is actually like having meetings and talking about things. Tell people what is being lost with no winter meetings being canceled. Uh, a lot of padded, um, a lot of padded uh Expense reports, tremendous <laughs> amount. Um, you know, I used to, you know, really take advantage of Mitch at these meetings. You know, having, having extra dinners, inviting friends uh, who are in baseball who are important to me. No, seriously, um, the winter meetings were were so essential because of the fact that um, this was a conclave of uh, a thousand baseball people who uh, make up every every facet of baseball getting together for. Uh, four and a half days at a different venue every uh, every year to uh, eventually get down to the major league part where the general managers and the presidents of uh, baseball operations and owners uh, get together and uh, and have meetings with other teams and, and basically sit across the room from each other and talk about the ability to, to make trades and do we have a match. Now, as of the last 10 years, a lot of that has changed because of technology and the, the uh, you know computer age has changed that. The social media part has changed where a lot of the general managers, before they have the final sit down, they communicate uh, via uh, text and uh, they, they communicate and get their meetings together that way. Scouts would um, in the past, Matt, sit down and uh, try to uh, find other scouts from other teams to get the ball rolling for the general managers 
in these lobbies, you know, and say, hey, we might have a matchup with Team X. Uh, they're willing to trade player Y. Let's let's get a meeting with them now. Uh, that that's become a little bit passe. Everybody knows who everybody has available. Uh, texting and uh, phone calls are uh, are there before there's any final meeting. So, uh, but it was uh, it was a great place for reporters like myself. Uh, I've been to the last uh, 32 in a row, I think, hmm. that um, get together and uh, we we follow our our contacts, the, the scouts, the front office people we know, uh, the agents. Um, this is a huge loss for agents like Scott Boros, who use that platform to try to sell off their players to the highest bidder. Uh, his appearance at the winter meetings and the GM meetings were appointment uh, uh, conversations for the media. You had to make it to those because he had some of the top players in baseball to uh, sell you if you were a team in the offseason the last few years. So uh, those things will all be missed. And uh, the reporting, more importantly, to fans about who's talking to who and what might be um, happening in the dead of the winter in early, well, not in the dead of the winter, beginning of the winter, in early December, will be missed because Zoom calls will not get it done. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, it's it, That's it's, what it's going to be, Matt, Zoom calls for um, some of the general managers and the managers to talk to the media about their teams, just like we saw during the 2020 season where um, all, all the communication with the media were through Zoom. Yeah, uh, you know, it's it's a different world. It's, it's funny, we were talking about um, Trevor Bauer earlier, and, and his agent, uh, Rachel Luba, is very active on Twitter, engaging with the fan bases of various teams, answering questions directly, talking about how he may not end up just signing a one-year deal, that maybe he's open to multiple-year deals. But, like, this is... This is the way of the world. I, I, I remember well hearing all the stories about Boris. Like, you know, he would have an assistant literally bring over a box, a wooden box, so he could stand up and be taller than the horde of reporters right there in front of him as he would pitch his free agents, his, his latest guys. So it's a different kind of world. It's inside the clubhouse on 670 The Score. I'm Matt Spiegel. He is Bruce Levine. And our next guest joins us on the Alpamonte Ford hotline. Alpamonte Ford is in Melrose Park. Our good friend Jerry Harrison Jr. joining us from Los Angeles, getting up early. The pre and post game host on Dodger Baseball uh, will give us some of his uh, superlative answers about what's going on with the new world champions. Jerry, uh, welcome to Inside the Clubhouse. Thanks for taking some time out this morning. Anytime, guys. How are you guys doing? We're, we're doing good. First of all, what, what's the feel good like for uh, Dodger Nation and uh, LA? you being out there after uh, 32 years without a championship and them winning this uh, truncated World Series? Well, L.A. is excited, you know, uh, especially what happened in 2017 with the cheating scandal. Uh, we felt we had that team to, to win that title. And obviously uh, things went down and went badly, and um, we felt we were cheating out of a championship. But to be able to respond uh, especially in spring training to, you know, Dave Roberts, the manager for the Dodgers, kept this team focused. He said, you know what, there's nothing we can do about 2017. We've got to focus on 2020. And obviously with the COVID, the world being hit by that, everything kind of shut down. And for, for them to come back focused uh, to play during this pandemic, uh, in the, eventually in the bubble for the, for the playoffs and World Series, uh, these guys – 
did an incredible job uh, staying focused and, and winning that championship. And L.A. is so proud of them, uh, knowing how resilient they've been the last few years. Guys for guys like Clayton Kershaw, Kenley Jansen, Justin Turner, uh, those guys who've been through the fire the last five or six years and, and knocking on a door but just couldn't get through and finally busting through. The city of L.A. is all proud of them. Well, you know, good for L.A. It had been almost three weeks since they had a sports world championship, Jerry. I know it's a long, <laughs> long, long drought for you guys to have to go through. Um, it, you know, it's it, it. You know, the Dodgers are one of those big market behemoths, one of those teams that were our sensitivities are trained to kind of dislike. But that's a very likable group. Dave Roberts is a really likable guy. Kershaw is. Jansen is. Like, there's so many. And now, Bellinger is, is, is likable. And Mookie is as likable as they come now that he's there. And it seems like Andrew Friedman, even in, in, in the ways that he's done things, I'm looking around for bad apples. I don't see many on that team. There isn't, guys. There, there really isn't. I've been fortunate to play for a lot of different teams and organizations and, you know, Dodgers are second to none. A lot of great people in that organization, uh, in that franchise, on that team. And to you mentioned Clayton Kershaw, Cody Bellinger, Corey Siegel, Julio Urias, uh, so many guys. You know, Ned Coletti, you know, drafted or signed a lot of those guys. They're still there. You know, right. and for uh, Andrew Friedman to come in and to add uh, to that group, uh, just a well-run organization uh, machine and even though they are a big market team you got to remember the only big market you see you know signing uh was really via trade was Mookie Betts you know we signed him with that 12-year contract but you know Cody Bellinger Corey Seager you know uh, Clayton Kershaw mentioned all those guys are homegrown they drafted those guys you know and you know they do a tremendous job with scouting drafting and that is the that's how you have staying power and that's how you have success long-term success and it's a, it's, it's funny when i see franchises getting rid of their scouting department and, and firing great scouts and it's a wonder why they, they struggle so many years you know uh it, it's a shame you know you have to have scouting you have to have guys that know how to uh evaluate 16 17 18 year olds and then see them how they're going to be at 23 to 25, 27. That is so important. I think that's a lost art, man. And, you know, the Dodgers have not lost that, and they realize how important that is. And that's why they're in it every year. That's the voice of Jerry Harrison, Jr., pre- and post-game host for Dodger baseball in L.A. And, uh, Jerry, uh, how, how has the L.A. area reacted to Justin Turner? I know the, the rest of the world – uh, not not very positive. We we all understand, you know, how hard he worked. What a terrific guy he has been. What a what a good representative for the Dodgers in Major League Baseball he's been. But in that moment of wanting to be with the team, uh, just uh, departing from uh, you know the proper uh, health protocol to to go down there. What's what's been the reaction in L.A. about well, that? L.A. has been completely supportive of Justin Turner. He has done so much for the city of L.A. He's a homegrown kid. He's from L.A., grew up a Dodger fan. Uh, he is the heart and soul of that, of that Dodger team. Um, and, Bruce, I have yet to talk to Justin Turner just via text. I have yet to talk to him about this situation. Uh, I don't know all that went down. I, I know that he came out in the seventh inning. 
And then we win the World Series. And uh, it's one of those things where they're in a bubble. You know, and I think that's the thing that they were trying, not just Justin, but his teammates. They wanted him out there. You know, they were asking him to come out there, and they were supporting him. If you, if you, if you go back and look at the video, you see his teammates hugging him, you know, uh, celebrate. They, they knew what was, was going on with Justin. So I think, th- you know, him being out there, that's what the, the, the teammates want. I know Mookie Betts was in full support of Justin Turner being out there. So, again, you know, they were in the bubble. You know, and they all should have been, you know, protected. You know, and, and that's a, a thing where I know Justin will address it uh, soon, and I'm sure the Dodgers will address it uh, as well. So again, I don't, I'm not really sure about the protocols. I, all I know is they were in a bubble, and all of them were in there together. So, you know, I, I just know LA is full support of Justin. They, they love him. Uh, he's done. Him and his wife Cordy have done so many great things for the community of L.A., and, and they backed Justin 100%. You know, it, it, it was a tough optic, though, Jerry. It was tough to watch just because he's next to Dave Roberts. That's, you know, I, I, you know, guys, guys Roberts' age or even Friedman's age, you know, being a little bit more susceptible than, than healthy, active, young players. So I, I think it's going to be one of those things where we're going to have to check in in a couple of days, see if, see if it spread, see, yeah. see, if, see if a lot of people I, got I, it or not. I, I agree. I mean, certainly, you know, it's just, it's happened so fast. You got to remember guys, these guys are human beings, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, Dave Roberts knows what he had dealt with a couple of years and Dave Roberts knew what was going on, you know, and Dave Roberts wanted Justin out there. So again, you know, you got to understand they're human beings. They're in a, the biggest moment of their lives professionally for Dave Roberts, for Andrew Friedman, uh, and obviously the commissioner knew what was going on. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he was on the field. Uh, so, and he, I don't think he was wearing a mask either. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and, and a lot of the players weren't. So, again, they were all in the bubble. Um, they, they're human beings. Nobody's going to be perfect. The commissioner's not perfect. Uh, Justin Turner's not perfect. Dave Roberts is. Nobody's perfect. So, again, we're so quick to hammer uh, people and it, 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 we acted like it happened, uh, you know, weeks in advance. And then they, they, they planned this. This happened on the fly, you know, uh, and, and within what, less than, you know, 30, 45 minutes. And, and I know a lot of the players didn't know it till the ninth inning, you know. Uh, so, again, I think we should take it easy on baseball, take it easy on Justin Turner, uh, Dave Roberts, Andrew Friedman, because, again, a lot happened within a 20-minute span, man. You know, think about it. 20 minutes where we're in a game, Justin Turner, with the players thought he got hurt, you know, you know diving for a ball because he got taken out. They didn't know why he got taken out. They thought he just got injured. Then immediately they, they, they turn the tide. Mookie Betts doubles. They end up take the lead. They win the World Series. Everybody's celebrating. And where's JT? Where, we, we want him out here. You know, so a lot, a lot of things happen in such a short period of time. We need to realize that. And, and, and hopefully everybody's okay. And hopefully JT is okay, uh, and everybody else is. Yeah, it's a you're you're right, Jerry. It's a good perspective that you tell us because of the fact that uh, players weren't uh, in the moment necessarily of understanding that their bubble had been breached and that somebody actually yeah. got uh, a positive test in COVID. And uh, Major League Baseball has to be uh, 
you know, responsible as well for knowing that there was a, a test out there that was inconclusive and still being looked at. So, the, so it's not all on Justin Turner. Uh, it just, as Absolutely Matt said, not. as Matt said quite well, it was, it was a bad optic because we had knowledge that a lot of people in the bubble didn't have at all when they came off yep. the field that uh, he had tested positive, that he had been isolated, that he went by security people to get into that thing. All of that occurred for us uh, when in the moment uh, the people going through it had very little idea about exactly what was going on. I think somebody should have stepped in, Bruce. Like, and I, you know, the, the way the commissioner talked about, I think he believes it too, that some, I mean, I know it's hard to keep somebody from going on the field to celebrate, but we all know people who haven't been able to go to funerals, yeah. you know, you're not, haven't been able you're to not go to fa- be, family outings. You, you can't physically like restrain somebody though. That, that, that would not be acceptable. You cannot physically restrain somebody from, from going out there. That's just, that doesn't come into the, this area at all. There's, there's nowhere out there where somebody will tell you whether you're sick or not that, you, that, that legally you have to wear a mask. And it's, uh, it's unfortunate. Obviously, common sense tells you, you you have to be isolated and go away. But, you know, we don't see a lot of common sense going on everywhere in the world right now. Uh, Jerry, moving on, uh, what, what do you think Turner's uh, future is with the Dodgers now that he's a free agent? Well, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I would love to see him back with the Dodgers. You know, again, he is definitely the heart and soul of that team. You know, Mookie Betts is their best player. Uh, they got talented players, Corey Seager, uh, Cody Bellinger, Clayton Kershaw. They got such a great group, and we would love to see Justin Turner back. But we all know free agency, man, <laughs> it could be crazy. Uh, everybody's going to want Justin Turner, you know, with his bat, uh, his, his glove, uh, and his leadership. He definitely will be a, a guy that a lot of teams will look to to have uh, a part of their uh, ball club. But I'm hoping he stays in L.A. Hey, um, uh, Jerry, have you ever seen somebody with better baseball instincts than Mookie Betts ever in your life? I, I don't think so. I've been saying this the last you know, two or three months. You know, I, he was my favorite player when he was on, on the Boston Red Sox. Uh, I used to watch him play. And I'm like, this kid does everything. Exciting, incredible bat speed, goes the other way with power, great baseball instincts on the base pass. And then now, him being a Dodger and watching him play every single day, he is the most skilled baseball player I've ever seen. Okay? And, and, and here, here's why. Now, Ken Griffey Jr. is in this class, Roberto Alomar is also in this class. Mm-hmm. What he does, let's say at third base, he anticipates contact. He has scored probably six or seven runs just this season as a Dodger on contact play. And he should have been out because yep. he, gets secondary great, leads. he gets great jumps. His yep. secondary leads, which is a lost art, he doesn't take a play off. Barry Bonds is the best hitter I've ever seen. I've never seen a hitter like Barry Bonds, okay? Uh, all-around player in his prime, Ken Griffey Jr., is the best player I've ever seen. But the most skilled baseball player I've ever seen is Mookie Betts. Ken Griffey Jr. didn't do that from third base. Barry Bonds certainly didn't do that from third base as far as anticipating and scoring on contact. His throws are so accurate from right field. He's a center fielder playing uh, right field. And I asked my dad, I go, Dad, who does Mookie remind you of? Is he like Willie Mays? He's like, you know what? That's a pretty good comp. Uh Think about that. So my dad, his hero was Willie Mays, saying that Willie Mays and, and Mookie Betts are very comparable 
they play the game similarly, that just goes to show how great Mookie Betts is. And he's just he just turned 28 years old, you know, and he's an incredible kid, man. Incredible, excuse me, incredible man, young man. I say kid because I'm, I'm old now. <laughs> Not so old, them, Jerry. For them to to sign him to a 12-year deal, it is brilliant. Brilliant move by the Dodgers. And I'll tell you what, for him to come in for his first year and lead this team to a championship, I'll tell you what, man, we've got an absolute steal in, in the trade with, with Boston. Incredible player. I'm going to have to ask you that question again when he's 38, 39, and 40. But it's our, uh, it's our, right it's now, he paid dividends. You're, Bruce, you're right. We don't it, care. I know. I know it's you don't. Priceless when it comes to, it's I mean, again, you pay guys right now, and then in his third, you know, if he's thirty-five or thirty-eight and he's not performing, well, hey, we got our money's worth, you know, no doubt, because he's no won a, a couple t- titles. I, I Jerry, can't stop. we. we Go ahead, Go ahead Matt. No, I, I, just, I just can't stop thinking about the corollary from 32 years ago where Kirk Gibson comes over as a first-year guy and shows the team how to win, and here's Mookie as a first-year guy. Yeah. You know, it just feels And that's so exactly similar. what Oral Hershiser said to us. He goes, but the difference is Kirk was hurting. You know what I'm saying? Kirk was so hurt, he was banged up, and he, and he was on his kind of last leg. With Mookie Betts, is the same thing, shows him how to win, but he's now in his prime, and he's going to be here for years to come. So you definitely have a chance to kind of uh, run off a couple titles, you know, and hopefully he has that type of effect uh, to come in here and, and, and we win three to five titles. And without, without question, Mookie uh, definitely has showed us how to, how to finish the job. Jerry, uh, thank you so much. Stay happy, healthy. We appreciate you getting up early in California to join us. Everybody back here at home still think considers you the kid from Naperville, the guy that made it 16 years in the big leagues. I know you've had some other offers to go and do some coaching thing, but uh, stay with that media work. I think it's it's just a little bit more stable. <laughs> yeah, you know, to, to manage or be a bench coach, it, it would have to be the perfect, perfect scenario. You know, I have a kid, uh, Jackson, he, he just turned 15. He's a freshman. He's got a chance to be a pretty good baseball player, so I want to kind of be around to help him out. So, I do love being the media thing, you know, doing the Dodger thing, but I get a chance to raise my kids, which is the most important thing. Jerry, stay happy and healthy. Have a good off season and great holiday season. We'll talk to you soon. Take care, my friend. Thanks, guys. You guys stay safe. Okay, Jerry Harrison Jr., we are late for a break, Matt. We'll come up and wrap, uh, wrap uh, come back and wrap this thing up in just a few minutes. This is Inside the Clubhouse. He's Matt. I'm Bruce. And it is 670 and 670thescore.com. It is inside the clubhouse here on 670thescore. Welcome back in. Colton Wong, a free agent. Chicago Cubs don't have any money, though, do they, Bruce? Well, they should have. You know, that's, he's a pretty good ball player. Uh, if he can stay healthy, he's a good addition to some team. Cardinals have some young players in their organization that uh, – Field can replace him, and they, they don't want to go that, that route with Colton Wong, but he, he will find a good match. And, you know, will the Cubs be looking for more infield help? We can only assume that there are multiple areas that they'll be mm. looking to add to if they have the money and the trading resources. What will you be looking for this week news-wise? Uh, Bruce, Tony La Russa's coaching staff, maybe? be comprised yeah i think so as i mentioned kurt young uh, was supposed to get a uh, an interview for the job uh, i think the staff is going to be just as key as tony 
as to what they uh, are able to get out of this team and how they communicate. We have people to thank, including Jim Leland, uh, the great baseball man joining us on the show, and Jerry Harrison Jr., Dodger pre and post game host. People can follow me on Twitter at MLB Bruce Levine during the week, as well as on our 670 the score, uh, 670score.com website where I write Cubs and Sox. Have a great week, Mac. Uh, great, a great week, Matt, and uh, we will talk to you next week. You got it. Thanks to Adam Stadzinski for a great job. Rosenblum and Grody are next here on 670 The Score. I'm in on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday with Danny Parkins, so uh, be listening then. Thanks, Bruce. Have a great week, and have a good day, everybody. Happy Halloween. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.